Welcome, dear listener, to the 12 Days of Crombie. Tonight, we should be viewing The Muppets Christmas Carol. Welcome, dear listener, to the 12 Days of Crombie. I'm Hugh. No cheeses for us Mises. And I'm Dr. James Evans Esquire. Mother always taught me, never eat singing food. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, we're back doing, again, the uh, the 12 Days of Crombie Christmas films. And we're, we're once again in, in deep in the Dickens. With <laughs> <laughs> what the Dickens? <laughs> Oh, Who would have thought this Dickens character would be so popular? Oh my goodness! So we're uh, so we're doing a Christmas Carol. Um, you may or may not have heard the other ones we're doing, but we're doing a few of them. Um, except because this twist is this time that oh. the cast is ninety eight percent Muppet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ninety eight percent Muppet. There we go. Yeah. So um, so yes, this is. I mean, I mean, the synopsis is not going to take long. Um, the, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's... for God's sake. <laughs> Although you know, you're going to be very good at this synopsis by the end of this run, aren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's it's the story of a Christmas Carol. Ebenezer Scrooge is a is a miserly moneylender who uh, who treats everyone badly. Is visited by the uh, the ghost. <laughs> do we really partners. need to go through this? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Let's look. Let's give it the credit it it deserves. Ugh. Ebenezer Scrooge is a is a mean-hearted moneylender. Um, he, he has two dead partners in this one, Jacob and Robert Marley. So you get the uh, two uh, hecklers, Statner and Waldorf. Um, but uh, he, other than that, there's the normal ride of three ghosts will visit him, show him the, his past, his present, his future. He learns the error of his ways, and all is well. The uh, one of the twists to this, which again has I don't think has ever been done um, in other Christmas tales, but is not really Muppet orientated. You didn't need to do this. Was the narrator? The narrator is Charles yeah. Dickens, which is a fantastic <laughs> idea. Well, uh, it's not Charles Dickens, is it? It's Gonzo. <laughs> but, you know, here's, but here's the thing: yeah. in the reality of the film, it's Charles Dickens. Yes, because he yes. never says because he's Rizzo the Rat is Rizzo the Rat, his yeah. buddy. But Gonzo is Charles Dickens, and never yeah. once gives you any impression that he thinks anything <laughs> different, which is marvelous. So um, it's an interesting choice, actually, isn't it? Yes, you get I, them, I didn't think of that, but yeah, you're right. You get them narrating the, the, the story, which obviously means you get some of Dickens' actual words in it, which is quite cool as yeah. well. And of course, you get things to, to, to gloss over. We'll come to the, the, the plot of how it works. But that's the real change. Again, you get the usual suspects. Kermit is is um, is Bob uh, Bob Cratchit. Um, Miss Piggy's in there. It's Fozzy is Fozzy Wig. Uh, <laughs> oh, but that's like the most obvious one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, of course, is played by Mark Okay. <laughs> good it's no anthony hopkins though yeah. is it no it's not uh, but what is <laughs> you're, you're trying to tempt me to anthony hopkins I'm not yeah, to. I want almost oh, <laughs> it's not christmas eve is it christmas eve it's not christmas eve yet is it i don't know we're, we're still maintaining that illusion yeah, i don't know i don't know when it is or what it is <laughs> but um that so yes yeah, i mean that yeah. is the story of the map it's, and it's also a musical which you can say which is it's not it is, the, yeah. the same music as Scrooge, the musical, but there's, it's, um, it's another, um, which obviously actually happens quite a lot too, whether it's the, uh, the Christmassy or the pantomime nature. The Christmas Carol also lends itself to songs, possibly because, again, it, it breaks itself into acts, so you can have songs in it. But, um, yes, but, and um, do you know who the composer of the music for the Muppets Christmas Carol? Oh, I dare say you're going to tell me. I will. Uh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> is, that why you were, is that why you were spacing it out so much? 
Yeah. However, you will have seen this character. Uh, this character. You will have seen this actor before in a film that was quite divisive, shall oh we say? Yeah, um, don't tell me it was. Uh, it was. Um, go on. It wasn't Bjork. That's what I was thinking of. It, it wasn't was Newsies. It, no, no, no. It oh. is. Um, oh, what's his name? Hang on. Paul Williams, who was the villain in Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, really? Oh, he's yeah. very good. And Phantom of Paradise is an underrated movie. <laughs> it is very underrated. Yeah. He also obviously did the uh, music for Bugsy Malone. Did he? Paul Williams? He did. He did indeed. He was, he was also a guest star on The Muppet Show. Oh, well, and he did the music for the Muppet movie. Oh, he is the writer of um, Rainbow, whatever it he is. He wrote the Rainbow Connection. He did. Oh, well, bravo, Paul Williams. Yeah. He should go. be a professional musician. He's very good. Yeah. <laughs> I think he is. Well, then, so uh, with that, we're going to take a short break. I mean, that is the story of the Christmas Carol. If you don't know yeah. by now, um, I suggest you go and watch it. because uh, Or read it. Yeah, or, 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 <laughs> or, ask you, or, or tell people how you've managed to survive this long. Because it really is, it's the, uh, it's the wham of, of, of Christmas movies. If you it's Christmas, seen... isn't it? Yeah. I did like the fact that the synopsis took as long as me remembering Paul Williams' name. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Join us and we'll take a good old dive into another Christmas carol. Welcome back. I uh, trust you uh, have... Cleaned the muck off the windows with a nearby rat and are ready to peer in and find out uh, again more about the Muppet Christmas Carol. So where to begin with this? I mean, um, let's begin. Let's begin with the only human here. Well, I was going. Yes, I was going to say that actually. <coughs> Why don't we begin with Michael Caine? Yeah. Uh, who... um, well, he's not the only human, is it? Yeah, in it, is he? There's because his, his nephew is in it as well. And he's human. I quite um, like this nephew, Fred. He was a. He's, he's played by an actor who went on to make something himself as well, doesn't he? He did indeed. This is the level of analysis that you don't get on other podcasts. I'm telling you. He did also go on to being other things. Yes. He's Stephen. He's Stephen McIntosh. Steve McIntosh. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, um, been, he's been in the Underworlds. He was yeah, in lots of Lockstock. Lockstock. Memphis yes. Bell. He was the guy that threw up in Memphis Bell. He was the guy that threw up in Memphis Bell. Come on. There we go. So uh, connections. Okay. Connections. Wow. Very good. So yeah, he's also again. And there's others, you know, other humans around there. I mean, I yeah, suppose, obviously, obviously so, Scrooge, Scrooge is long lost Levy's human. I'm not sure it would work if it was a Muppet because it would kind of raise questions of bestiality. Like if if, if Sweden's <laughs> was, was singing Love Has Gone with him. <laughs> well, I suppose, yeah, I was going to ask that question, actually. So why, well, you've probably answered it, I guess, really, but why is Scrooge played by Michael Caine? Oh, and because I suppose, it, it, well, I it, the, yeah, go on. Yeah, well, for, for me, the, the fundamental humour in... Not just the Muppets Christmas Carol, but in the concept of the Muppets generally, yeah. is the interaction between the Muppets and their human counterparts. Absolutely, isn't it? you've always that's got to get it. Yeah. that. That's you know. it. and that's again, that's why in every Muppet movie you've got just basically one human with the title role at yeah. least. And yeah, yeah it, it's funny when you got like Dinah Rigg and Charles Grodin playing off them. But interestingly, <laughs> with, with these, because there's two kind of the Muppets when they do the classics, they do this one and the Muppets Treasure Island with yeah. Tim Curry, yeah. and both of them are absolute belters. I think they're both fantastic, um, possibly some of the best adaptations of the uh, of the literature, regardless. Um, uh. But they said that the uh, the genius of the films were 
Michael Caine famously said he treated the Muppets like they were actors. And he said, yeah. I'm going to play it like it's Shakespeare. You know, yeah. these are, I'm going to treat them like they're real performers. Whereas Tim Curry treated himself like he was a Muppet. <laughs> and that worked just as well. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. But I mean, that, that's, that's the first thing about Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooges. He is not playing it for laughter. There's no winking at the camera. No, there isn't, is there? He is, no, he is, he's serious in this. Yeah. And yeah. very good. He's very good at Scrooge. You get, he, yeah. He, he, oh, you don't think so? Like, I think. Oh, no, I think he yeah. is. Yeah. I know. I, I think he is. Um, you go first. You go first. Okay. I think again. I think again. He's he's great in the fact he is playing it straight. You know, he's he's snarling and miserly, and he turns again. His his turning is quite quick. I was quite. I quite liked the way they did this because, um, if you like, we've seen a few of these now, and like for example, well, Albert Finney played Scrooge. Yeah. He was almost playing him like he just enjoyed being mean. Like he was having a great time just being thoroughly nasty <laughs> yeah, and I hate yeah, people. Yeah. Whereas and I felt yeah, yeah, I felt with, with Michael Caine, actually the Scrooge he was playing was someone who was in a great deal of pain all the time. Like he was genuinely distressed by the things he was doing. And it only took a little bit to show him the world around you. And he was more pain was being caused by it. And so you, you get that, you know, when he's exp- shown his past life or when he's shown, um, yeah, when he's shown um, the, the life around him in the present and yeah. obviously his, his future, yeah. he is very, 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 very cut up by it. And in fact, almost the first person that goes to Christmas present, who I think is wonderful, this is a massive puppet. When, you know, someone's got a false huge, head on Huge, yeah, huge. yeah. The puppet is played really jovial. Like he's yeah. incredibly, you know, kind of bon homie. Yeah. And Scrooge is instantly charmed by him. And I thought that's a really nice touch is that Scrooge is not just... He keeps making mistakes, doesn't he? And he's, yeah, he's, he's he gets his words wrong and everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm a large absent-minded spirit. <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's all this kind of stuff. And it's, yeah, it's... um. The fact that Scrooge is is instantly kind of almost giggling, the fact he sees this this character, he's not like, oh, I, I you're a humbug as well. It's like yeah, he's kind of reaching yeah. out. He just wants he he wanted anything, and he never really had the chance to go for it. And I thought that was quite interesting angle to take. That he he just needed to push to be a better man. He didn't need to be kind of shocked out of the system. Yeah, no, I think yeah, that's uh, I think I I agree with all of that. Um, my you obviously heard my kind of breath, didn't I you? Did, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fool me now. Every, every little intimation. Yeah, yeah, it's quite astonishing, really, that you can tell from my breath what I feel. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I, for me, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what, why Michael Caine in this didn't quite hit those heights as, as um, say, Albert Finney did. Uh, you know, and. Can't can't really explain why, but uh, there, there was something preventing me from really getting getting into his character, and I, it it can't be because he played it straight because that's ridiculous. He's it's the right decision to play it straight. I think um, I just there's something about Michael Caine in this film that just doesn't feel natural, <laughs> and I, I'm not sure whether personally it's whether i think it's a good performance or whether i think it's it's such a it's such a shall i tell you what i think the issue is actually right i'm not sure about this but i think it's because despite it being a muppet film really for me the only element of the film which is broadly muppety right yeah. is is the dickens narration and rizzo the rat because everybody i feel apart from the kind of the, the quaint songs where you've got the little mice bouncing up and down and all that kind of stuff yeah. all of the other muppets in it also play it straight uh, okay. and 
and if Michael Caine is also also playing it straight, what's the point of the Muppets? Okay, that's an interesting point. <laughs> you know, because because um, Kermit the Frog is, I mean, Kermit the Frog is always straight. He's the straight guy, isn't he? Anyway, really. So he is, but he he can break character sometimes and be very funny in other yeah. movies. He has done that before when, like, in so the Great Whip at Caper, when he just suddenly stops and, and tries to fire Miss Piggy <laughs> from the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's stuff like that. Um, Miss Piggy is she's being Miss Piggy. Don't get me wrong, but she's she's playing she's playing the role, isn't yeah. she? She's yeah. not out of character. Yeah. Fozzie's not out of character in this. Yeah. Um, even even the ghosts as they appear, they're larger than life, but they're not out of character. E- even the big oversized one. I mean, yeah. in the end, he's playing a ghost. So yeah. it could be and whatever. The, the ghost it's it's it should be the larger. It than should life. be the larger yeah. than life one. Yeah. So the fact that it's a muppet being is kind of not really the point. Now that and so in that context, Michael Caine is playing against Muppets, yeah. doing the same thing. And to be honest, it's not that he's never going to win. And it's not <laughs> about that. But it's about I needed some counterpoint. And actually, you know, um, Gonzo does provide a lot of that. He's the best thing in the film, in my mind, yeah. the, the narration and, and the way that it enables you to have a little bit of light relief. Because this isn't a film. I think this film takes itself way too seriously, despite ah, okay. it being a Muppet film. And that's weird. right? Really? So, yeah, see, I do. I think it takes itself too seriously. It's too, apart from the narration, it's too, it's too chained to the story. Yeah. Um, for it to really let go a little bit to the point that in the end, really all I'm seeing in the film is characters played by Muppets. Yeah. But so what? They could be played by animals talking, you know, it's just the fact that it's got the Muppet name on it. It means, Hey, it's the Muppets. Fantastic. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. And they're irreverent. And there's not really any irreverence in it apart from Gonzo and Rizzo. Mm, that's interesting. I because one of I think my favorite Muppet movie is The Great Muppet Caper, which is packed with with fourth wall breaking. Yes, exactly, and, and that's what you expect and, it to be like, and right? General goofiness. Yeah. You're right there. Yeah. Although it's, it's called The Caper, I will say yeah. for all that, um, I, I don't disagree with the points you've made there. Other than the fact that because it was because they were playing it straight. I mean, I've seen this film fifty times, but when I saw it again for this, and and they were and Tiny Tim was you new know, gone, it yeah. broke my heart. I was in tears. <laughs> all right, and this is this it was. You know the little nephew Fred. What's his name? Fred. I don't even know the name. Robin. Yeah. Robin the little yeah, frog. Robin, yeah, yeah. And I, I was, I was in tears. It's like, oh my god, this is because because when Miss Piggy and Kermit are actually, you know, you've seen them at their madcap when they're all having their family Christmas, and then the, mm. when they jump forward and you see them when their heart is broken. That to me, that's that's as real as it gets. And I think when you when you realise this is aimed at a family slash small children, this is their entry point into Christmas Carol. And I think to show that uh, yeah. is quite gutsy. And I thought, um. So yeah, obviously they were playing it straight, but I think they they, they were tentative. And that was that was the morality of it. There's again, there's a, a scene when you um, you know, a bit of you know, ludicrous happens when a bunny is singing carols and gets a wreath thrown at him. Oh yeah. But yeah. then you know, ten minutes later, you see that bunny's actually is shivering with a newspaper yeah, yeah, because he's dying of cold. Yeah, I thought, oh, yeah. That's that's an interesting counterpoint. They're not they're not pulling back from the fact that no. Scrooge's Scrooge's his misery is is causing misery around him. No, I agree, and yeah, and there is um. There's a lot to be said about that, I think. Um, there's a lot. There's a that's to be commended, I think, in a lot of ways as well. Um, but that is the story, isn't it? That, that yeah. is the story of a Christmas Carol. Um, and I, 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 I take your point about it being the entry point into the story for children and and for family. But it, and it, 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 
Yes, it is. And the fact that it's a Muppet version of that makes it more engaging and more accessible, I suppose, in some respects. Um, but does that does that make it a good version of the story on its own terms? I am sceptical of that. Oh. And this is, I know this is complete heresy, right? It's very much <laughs> it's, heresy. It's, it's, yeah. and, and I, I, I should be clear as well. I don't think the film is bad. Yeah? yeah. I think it's a solid adaptation of A Christmas Carol, right? <laughs> it's just filled with Muppets, yeah. which is weird for something <laughs> that's just a Christmas Carol. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know. It's, it's, it's funny. It's quite a, a very faithful adaptation. The fact yeah, that's what I mean. It's because more they also, faithful than some we've, we, 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 yeah. have, we may be seeing or very have much seen. So. And again, the, the again, I think the introduction of Charles Dickens is is the mate. It's like you think, why didn't they do? Why doesn't anyone do that? It's a brilliant idea to have a narrator who is Charles Dickens. Yeah, but is, also, yeah. you're right; they are two of the funniest things in the in the film because they're yeah. observing and because they're allowed to be wacky. Because even though he's an omniscient narrator, they still have to follow them around, and they have real trouble doing it. They have to like they're swinging off lamppost yeah. and they have, they're smashing yeah. through windows and they yeah, and all this kind of stuff. So they they're trying to like, follow it as around. And again, Rizzo is completely reluctant to yeah. to be part of it anyway. Um, so so that is that's really good, and it's what I thought was interesting is that yeah they they're keeping all the pieces together, but when it comes to the final act, the Ghost of Christmas yet to come, they go this is scary. We're off yeah, to see the finale, <laughs> which obviously makes the 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 thing a bit more solemn and a bit kind of like yeah, yeah now we now we can get to the fact that you know Scrooge is facing yeah. his mortality, yeah. so which is because you don't I, I want agree. you don't want you know Tiny Tim's crutch to be on the feather and then Rizzo the rat flies no, past going no, up. What's some jelly beans? No, you don't. And actually, I thought that the 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 the, the the final third of the film for yeah. me is the best part of the film as well. Yeah. And I think partly that's because the ghost of um, Christmas future, whatever it's called, yeah. Yeah. right. <laughs> it is, it, it's a Muppet. Yeah. But it's re- it's a really well realized piece of puppetry generally. And it's not a puppet we necessarily know either. It's not a Muppet, is it? No, the three ghosts were, were made specially for the film, which is but, it, which yeah, is yeah. where they got to have fun. Obviously the, the ghost of Christmas present is the most obvious one because they've done big Muppets before, but he's yeah, very well portrayed. Yeah. Actually, but again, excellent. And yeah, he's very much alive. And they, um, they did a thing which I've not seen other ones. He gets older, which is the whole point of the ghost. He lives the for a day. The ghost well. So the yeah, fact they exactly. have him aging, and yeah. when he disappears at the very end, it's a lovely touch. The ghost of Christmas yeah, past. Yeah, no, no, you're right. The ghost of Christmas past is the little angel, right? Yeah, just floats and she's about. Like, I think like, she's floating in olive oil. That's how they managed to get yeah. the effect. Which again is yeah. what what they used to do again back when they used to make Muppet movies. You know, in in and around Jim Henson's day, was they always pushed the envelope of what the puppets could do. And again, even in the the, the goofy Muppet movies, they had them do things like ride bicycles or whatever. They'd make yeah, them do things yeah. that they didn't normally do just to see what else they could do. And, like, um, and then there's one where Kermit's playing a banjo on a log and they're like, they filmed it for three days and Jim Henson was in a wetsuit with a snorkel underneath the, in the swamp <laughs> just so he could animate Kermit playing yeah, a banjo on a log. And it's like, they yeah. love it when they do that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's clever. So the, yeah, the three ghosts are new and doing things. But even the existing ghosts, like the uh, the Marley and Marley scene, is fantastic when they're, they're singing and dancing around all the chains and the, the money boxes are singing as well. Like that, that scene, again, sticks with you. Yes, I did a breath, I did a breath again then, didn't I? <laughs> yes, it, it does. It, it does. It does. Um, I, I just come back to the, the ghosts in it. I think, yeah, the, the ghosts I I I think are very, really impressive, and I, I like the way that they've been designed. Um, I particularly like the Ghost of Christmas Present and the Ghost of Christmas Future, yeah. um, but I, I particularly like the the Ghost of Christmas Future because actually at that point, um, you're looking at a you're looking at a ghost or or a presence or a character that doesn't need to adhere to the Muppet canon and structure. 
if that makes sense. It, you know, it's described in the book, I guess, like that, like a spectre. And it is a spectre um, on screen as well. And it's it's a really brilliantly designed piece of puppetry, which is effective in the context of A Christmas Carol, in the same way that The Ghost of Christmas Present, and, and to a certain extent The Ghost of Christmas Past as well, they all represent well-designed of what those ghosts might look like. And I think if this wasn't a Muppet film, you could still have those three ghosts look exactly like they do, and it'd be acceptable because it's the vision and the and the imagination of the interpretation of the novel. It's, again, as I say, it's just when you start to bring those Muppets in as other characters. Yeah. And look, there is nothing in... A Christmas Carol, I would presume, that that doesn't describe um, any of the characters as Muppet-like. So they could be Muppets. <laughs> they could be Muppets. Maybe these are accurate representations of those characters. I don't know, right? <laughs> you know, it doesn't say, and he had green skin, etc., etc. But it also doesn't say he. Yeah, yeah. It also doesn't say he wasn't a frog. So <laughs> he, you know, he could he could be a frog. It doesn't he? say he wasn't a frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. But in that regard, you know, it could be set anywhere or in any context. And um, in that regard, I think I would just prefer a more. Tra- I, I just didn't see the fuss about the Muppet bit in it. And um, the the uh, you know it, yeah. And you're describing the Marley and Marley thing, and that's it's kind of yes, it is humorous. It is humorous. But so was um, or so is Alec Guinness <laughs> d- doing a similar thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a it's a Muppet or it's not a Muppet. They're still doing the same thing. If it was if it was Marley and Marley breaking the fourth wall and um, being completely, I don't know, being, I don't know. I just well, they kind of were because there's two of them to start with. There is there is only it's only meant to be one Jacob Marley. The fact there's two of them and they heckle Scrooge. But that's not breaking the fourth wall. That's effectively changing the story because those Muppets come in a two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> they, right? <laughs> it'd be it'd be weird if there was only one of them. It would, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, you might as well have had the chef. As, oh as God, Marley, I love because... the chef as Jacob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But at least he comes as a one, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I, there's a lot in the film that's enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I also found myself quite disengaged from it because I was just. In the end, I was just thinking, well, why, what's, what's, what's Miss Piggy got to do with this? <laughs> you know, what's she got to do with this? Well, she's not doing anything Miss Piggy-like, yeah. really. She's being... Well, she's I mean, just... that's interesting. It's I, I, it's funny. I saw this film as the beginning of the diminution of Fozzie's character, because he was a big part in the first three Yeah, and he's films. not in these films, is And he? in this one, and in Treasure Island as well, yeah. he's, he's, he's reduced to a, a, bit, a bit part that tells yeah. a few jokes. Yeah. Um, and he was like Kermit's best friend, his wingman. And yeah. it's almost like the, also the ascension of Gonzo, too, because when they realised that Gonzo and Rizzo were, made a great partnership in this, they became much more prominent. Yeah. So you can almost see the, the changing of the, the order of of, of Muppet hierarchy in this. Yeah, you can. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, I'd, I'd also add to this that my six-year-old watched this with me. Yeah. And he was very bored. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, he doesn't really, he, he'd not, he's not seen the Muppets in anything before. I guess not, no. So that... he, he's not really, he doesn't really know what they are. Yeah. And I think it was just, what's, what is going on here? <laughs> what's this all about? I think he just found the story, the way it was presented, a bit dull. Really? Which is interesting, right? Yeah. I My think. goodness. Yeah. yeah that's it, very strange. Yeah. 
he, yeah, he, in the end, he was just like, oh, I'm going to do me own thing. So I had to stop it, and then I watched the rest of it in the evening. <laughs> well, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll just touch on this in terms of its success. Because um, this was the first mo- movie made after Jim Henson's death. So it was kind of, it was, yeah, again, it was. Brian Henson is some of the director. So it was almost yeah. like, can they still do it without the boss? Um, and it, it did very well. It doubled its money um, yeah. in the box office. So 12 million made 27. So it more than doubled its money. Yeah. But the funny thing was, a couple of years later, when it came out on VHS, this was stratospheric. Oh, I remember that there was there was a time it was like it was late nineties, um, and it was top of the VHS sales when this actually that mattered, um, like year on year on oh, year wow. for a couple of three years. It was the only game in town in terms of home entertainment to watch the Christmas stuff in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was so it was re- it was almost like a, again it's a wonderful life in terms of a slow burner because it didn't open yeah. with an enormous splash. It made its money and then afterwards. Um, it's, it's just, got it's got that it's got that um some kind of snowball hasn't it it's snowballed yeah yeah and it's really, just year on year and it's become that classic yeah yeah i think i think that's what happened now yeah ah, interesting. Um, yeah um i was i, I want to come back to michael kane a little bit as well actually if i may just before, before yeah go I on, kind go. of wrap up on that michael kane I don't want to give the impression he's not good in this film right i just um i'm i have to say i am a little bit skeptical about michael kane i mean you know i michael if you're listening to me <laughs> i'm sure you really don't care what i think <laughs> right in your mansions with your miss world wife and all this kind of nonsense that you're able to kind of deal with but um i never find michael kane particularly engaging really? in, in yeah i just find him really i don't know i i, I only ever see michael kane Ah, okay. Right. I don't see. I don't see characters. I just see Michael Caine, and it's obviously my fault, isn't it? Because he's got. I mean, he's got like three Oscars, right? And he's been in lots of different films, etc., etc. But whenever I see Michael, even when he does those kind of cameo roles in like Christopher Nolan films, yeah, yeah, I just think, oh, it's not Michael Caine, is it? <laughs> it's just Michael Caine doing Michael Caine, and I can't get out of my head the um the um Stella Street impression of Michael Caine behind his. In him, you know, he's like he's in his house, in his council house, yeah, yeah. and there's, you know, I think Phil, someone I can't remember the impressionist, but he's in his looking outside of his window curtains, and he's going, ah, oh, um, and he's he's just basically talking to the camera, but it's really dour, and yeah. it's council estate type stuff, and it's a it's obviously a play. I just can't get that out of my head. So <clears throat> there's just something about Michael Caine, even his best performances just feel a bit stilted to me. Okay. I, I do mean, that like was three D though. That is going to get that is going to get in the way of your enjoyment of Memphis Sky if you don't like Michael Caine. It's still that I don't like him. I suppose yes. I just he's not my favourite actor. I guess yes, yeah. he's not my favourite actor. Um, you know, put Albert Finney in this. Yeah, oh, I mean, and then take away the Muppets and, and have, like <laughs> <laughs> you've got a great film. <laughs> I won't deny. I think I, I think Albert Finney is a better Scrooge. I mean, yeah, he's, I think he's, so. he's just fantastic. It might be the best Scrooge I've ever seen. But um, so we, we, we now we touched on that. In terms of the music, then, because you're 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 you can blow hot and cold with musicals. What do you think yeah. of this as a musical? I thought that this was very dull <laughs> as a musical. <laughs> I didn't find the songs in this engaging. Really? Um, and I yeah, I found them. I I just I can't remember any of them for a start. I literally can't remember any of the songs in this. Whereas in Scrooge, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there are memorable songs, wh- whether we have seen Scrooge or not. You know, we will find out. But um, I, I, I find I find that the songs in in Scrooge, the Albert Finney version, very memorable because they're bombastic. In this, I don't know, nothing's stuck in the mind. It's just nothing. 
I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. You know what? If someone said to me, "Is the Muppet Christmas Carol a musical?" I'd say, "I can't really remember." There are some good ones in it. I think uh, it's interesting the ones that um, having seen now a couple of musicals on on around Christmas Carol, yeah. you've like you've got to have a Tiny Tim song because that that's how you get yeah, to heartstrings. Yeah. You've got to have a Ghost of Christmas Presents song because that's kind of the showstopper. Yeah, he's the showstopper. Um, yeah. You've got to have a forlorn love song. Although in the Muppets Christmas Carol they cut it out because it was considered too boring. Um, <laughs> that's probably even, fair. Even though it's resurfaced in it's in it's reprised in the finale, or in which case it's not a reprise; it's just happening for the first yeah. time. Um, I you know I, I liked it. They said, well, go, okay, "Sing one of the songs," because I can't remember any of them. It's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting It's true. Whenever you find love, it feels like Christmas. It is the season of the heart. That sounds very Paul Williams to me. Marley and Marley. That is a great. That's that's the one you say. You say to anyone, "Remember Muppets Christmas Carol," and then we go, "We're Marley and Marley." Woo! <laughs> yeah, but it's not. I hate people. People <laughs> hate me. Is it? Or it's not. Thank you very much. That's the banger for me. It's not. Yeah, no, it's not. Thank you very much either. Is it? There yeah, I know. Scrooge is a musical. Something special. Um, this feels like Muppets Christmas Carol, but also with music. <laughs> because that's what it is. What I hadn't realised as well, Brian Henson. Yeah was the special effects coordinator on guess what film? Labyrinth. Santa Claus the movie. Was he? <laughs> yeah, everything comes full circle in the end, doesn't it? <laughs> there we go. Well, they had to puppet the reindeers, you see. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Now, that's don't good tell point. me that Dudley Moore wouldn't have been better as a Muppet. <laughs> that would have been right. fantastic. That would have been good. Been yeah. Good. Imagine John Lithgow raved, ranting and raging at <sighs> a Muppet. That would have been brilliant. You'd pay to see that. Oh. Yeah, so you know what? That's where I think the Muppets sometimes go wrong. Let's have a film with just one Muppet in it. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> if we, and no, and it, they take him seriously. Like, he's not a Muppet. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Why, is, why, why is he a Muppet in this film? Why not? Why do we never see his legs? Why is yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he walking yeah, that bobbing yeah. motion? There's nothing in the script that says he isn't a frog. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, fair enough. <laughs> that would be great if the Muppets were just some kind of repertory cast that just went out and did other films. Well, that, they don't have to act together all the time. They yeah. could form their own careers. Yeah, yeah exactly. They do, yeah, they do a lot of and work. That's a good point, because it's the funny thing about the great Muppet caper, which, again, I... Uh, I, th- I think it is peak Muppet. Yeah, is that, that is a good film. I see. I like that because I think it's a bit more irreverent. What I expect completely be. irreverent because they're all bouncing off each other. As soon as you get two Muppets in a room, yeah. there's an energy between them and they're doing something. And as soon as you get apart, 50 Muppets on the bus, something's crazy is happening. So yeah, from, the, apart from in the Muppets Christmas Carol, you get two no, Muppets in, together and nothing yeah. happens. I mean, as in in the caper, in the in the in the caper. Oh yes, movie, in that yeah. The yeah. more Muppets in a room, there's more of a critical mass, and something crazy yes. is going to happen. <laughs> Where in this, you're right. It's it's depending on which Muppet. There and what role they have in the film will determine. I, I don't think a bit of sincerity at Christmas is a bad thing. Not with the Muppets, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, it I was... want sincerity from the Muppets. Yeah, I want irreverence. I want chaos. Well, again, they're right to harp on about it. I mean, this was the first post Jim Henson film. Would it have been a different film under Jim Henson? <sighs> yes. I think it would have had Make a little bit more yeah. of that. I think it, it would have had a bit more of that edge, a little bit more of that. Um, not there's this, there's a bit of this in it. There's a bit of it in it, right? Uh, yeah. Gonzo and Rizzo represent 
what yeah. I think um, a Muppet Christmas Carol has the potential to be. Yeah. Um, so, but I think if perhaps Jim Henson, there would be a little bit more of that, or it, it wouldn't take it. It wouldn't be so beholden to its story, to its material. I think. Yeah, because I, I remember the first Muppet program they did as a tribute to Henson right after his death, and yeah. obviously the first time you hear Kermit speak and it's not Jim Henson's voice. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, but you well, know, I, I understand the show must go on and you're doing your best, so I'm gonna let yeah. it pass. And maybe this film is a bit like that. It's like I, I understand it can't be a Jim Henson film, no. but it's you're doing your best and you're doing it. You know, you're keeping the flame going, so yeah. I'll give you a pass. So maybe it's a bit of that too. It's the fact that I'm 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 not expecting peak Muppet because I know it can't be. But I don't want to put it down for you, Hugh. If you love it, own it. If you love it, own it. <laughs> well, you've stubbed into the ground for me now, and now I'm thinking about what it could be. <laughs> killed Christmas for me. I've killed Christmas. <laughs> Is this film Christmas? I was looking forward to this. I was going to settle down at Christmas. If I can't now, the Muppets are a bit sincere, aren't they? <laughs> and also, Michael Caine's not great in this, is he? <laughs> He's not great in anything. There's not a lot of people know that. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty Christmassy though (laughs) I'm I'm rallying now Uh, yes it is I think it's 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 massively Christmassy I mean it it couldn't be more Christmassy it's everything it's the um it's 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 Victorian London in the snow um so it's a Christmas card already and I tell you the city is really well portrayed it's It's combination of like painting and and I'll tell you what in terms of the city it's kind of got this it's kind of real, but also, you know, buildings at a slight angle. Yeah. It's, it's a little yeah. bit exaggerated and crazy. So it's, so it's almost nice... like a fantasy version of Victorian London, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a nice, nice twist on the, on the and clearly a lot of work went into constructing this, you know, this set or this image and this kind of stuff. So it's very Christmas in that regard. You know, it happens. It, it's the Christmas Carol story. Um, you know, there's yeah. snow and presents and turkey and singing and families and, and everything. So it's, I mean, it, I don't, it doesn't get more Christmas, despite the fact I don't think anyone mentions no one goes to church or mentions god but i'm not no other than the oh, no. Christmas, that's not christmas is it not, it's very and here's yeah, so it's very it's, here's something i want to actually harken back to is the differences mm. in christmas carol is that um other christmas carols we've seen scrooge is a money lender you know he's 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 people are coming to him for loans and he's getting their money mm. back and all this kind of stuff this was the first time where they articulated mortgages in the terms of the oh pants. yeah that's true they refer to it a few times about mortgage they do kind of yeah pants. they do don't they so whether that was a shorthand for people will understand what that means then because he's not going around stall to stall mm. and lending money or whether that was they thought people will get what it's like to be because this was pre-credit credit so it was before all the mortgages collapsed in america and everyone knew yeah it. Like, yeah that's yeah, yeah, yeah. so that would that would really hammer at home but the idea that scrooge is specifically a mortgage person um, I thought it was an interesting angle. Whether it was a shorthand for he's just money lender, they thought it was an easy yeah. to get in. But I thought that was yeah, that was a way to go with that. Yeah, very interesting. I thought of that, but yeah, that's that's a good point, isn't it? Um, yeah, is I, I yeah, um, I, I think part of that is that they do get they get on with it pretty quickly as well, don't they? In this, you know, yeah, yeah. There's no there's no fa- and the narration is a good mechanism for that as well. They do get on with it. In the, in the other versions, uh, maybe it's just you know you know it's Scrooge and it's just get on with the story. <laughs> You want to get to the ghosts, really. You That's want where to get it's to the ghosts. Yeah, you do. I'd like to see an adapt. I'd like to see a new adaptation of this without any songs. With Muppets? No. No. Just a Christmas mean, Carol. A, a, you want to see another Christmas Carol? Well, I don't really. Well, <laughs> I've seen enough. One. I've seen enough. Um, I've seen Patrick Stewart do a solo Christmas Carol. Oh, have you? Oh. Yeah, you know I what? I wouldn't recommend it. No, maybe not. Then maybe that's part of my kind of. Um, 
you, you know, could read the book. Feeling. That's that's the one thing you haven't done yet. Yeah, I could read the book, couldn't <laughs> I? I don't need to though. Does this film have anything to do with the miners in it? It the does miners. a little bit, doesn't it? The miners. Isn't isn't there like doesn't he go and visit um Oh, in the in the in the book, yeah. In the book, yeah. No, in, in this in this, and I think as in almost every adaptation, it's very strictly it's cool, kept to isn't it? In, yeah, in, in yeah. the in the book, he like flies over to the miners who are celebrating their own Christmas yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But now this is like it's Victorian London or nothing. They need to make yeah, they need to make it like a George Orwell village version of it, then, don't they? When he goes and visits Wigan <laughs> at Christmas, <laughs> I don't think that would make anyone merry. <laughs> It'd make me merry. There you go. <laughs> A Muppet's Wigan Christmas Carol. <laughs> Set in Wigan. They've got northern accents. Um, I think we're done, haven't we? I think we're done, yeah. So, um... <laughs> Sorry, I've killed Christmas. Well, how the Christmas spirit... did you find it? I've, I've spoken how Christmas I found it. How Christmas did you find it? I, when you said it, there's, it can't get more Christmassy than this, I think Scrooge is more Christmassy than this. Oh, well, that is I, true, yeah. I think so. That's But that's probably the only thing. But... If Scrooge is the anticipation of Christmas, I think this is Christmas evening where it's all done. <laughs> and, you know, you're thinking, oh, it's just it's a bit depressing now. We've got another year to wait. <laughs> oh, I know, I'd say Scro- Scrooge is the yeah, Christmas Eve when everything's prepared. You're ready for it. You've got a glass of sherry and you're yeah, settling in. I think this so. is this is definitely Christmas Eve afternoon when you've got the wrapping to do and the kids are going mad and you've got to throw something on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, possibly. Possibly. Yeah, It's yeah. very Christmassy, though. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. it's a Christmas... Excuse my French, but it's a Christmas effing carol. Of course it's Christmas Eve. Uh, so with that, join us after this break when we give the scores for a Christmas effing carol. Welcome back as we fish around for a, a frozen rat in the bowl. <laughs> Which I assume would be James' commentary, and uh, let's get around the roast turkey, which I think is mine. Uh, (laughs) James, would you like to give it uh, your scores? Bearing in mind, it is Christmas. Oh yeah. So um, I'll start with the positives. I think that there is there's the 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 set design um, of the film. I mean, it sounds like I'm damning with faint praise, but it is genuinely (laughs) catering was wonderful. I loved the end credits. No, the honestly, this the, the way that the film looks. Ah, you know, Chef's Kiss, right? That, yeah. it, it looks fantastic. Brody, brody, brody. And, yeah, and I, I, I completely agree with you that the way that Victorian London is represented and realised in the film is it, it's probably better than any other version of this. I think it's really effective. It's really good. Um, but a set doth make a film not. <laughs> and um, I I find myself disappointed with the Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, I just don't think the Muppets need to be in it. And that's a real shame, given that the whole shtick of the film is that it's called the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. When everybody in the film is playing it straight, you don't need Muppets. The story speaks for itself. Um, it's two disembodied crombie heads for me. Is it Christmassy? <laughs> Hell yeah! Five disembodied, uh, five five Christmas hats. Of course, it's Christmassy. It's very Christmas. But there are bad Christmas films. Fair enough. Okay, there we go. Uh, expect visit from three ghosts tonight, James. <laughs> <laughs> For myself, uh, again, I 
I think it's uh, despite uh, uh, despite your best efforts, I still love this film. I think it's fantastic. I think it's funny. I think it's entertaining. I think it's it's surprising in some places, it's moving in some places. I think it's got songs you can sing along to. It's a family film, which is again something again that is both Christmassy and you know hard to pull off. So I'm giving it five. Five disappointing heads for me. Yeah, big score. Bloody hell, it's five. Five and and the score itself um, for Christmassy, yeah, it's very very Christmassy. Uh, it's again, I think Scrooge might pip it as the most Christmassy, but it's you're splitting between you know four point nine and five. Yeah, so I'm giving it a five. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah, five well, and five. You, you wouldn't be alone in that. <laughs> I think I think I think my view might be the outlier, but you know you've got to be honest with yourself, haven't you? Absolutely, me and hundreds of VHS and millions of VHS owners. <laughs> yeah, would, uh, and would agree. me. <laughs> And me with my, um, I don't know, some horror-filled Christmas film that I've been watching. There you go, <laughs> uh, Very well, good. Yeah. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, and uh, again, we uh, we will see you. Uh, I hope for another twelve days of Crombie very soon. Good evening, all. But it was on the day that I wasn't very well. Oh. And so Emma was at work. So I took him to the vet feeling really worse for wear. I was really not well. And um, I was sick at the vets. Oh. <laughs> I got to the toilet. But oh. the, to- the toilet in the vets is... So is you've, got, you've, got the, you've got the waiting... <laughs> no, you've got the waiting room. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, it wasn't like a litter tray. <laughs> that would be hard. It's just people shitting in a litter tray. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but <laughs> you, you've you've got the waiting room. Scoop with your feet after the like, uh, oh, yeah. the cats do. You, you just yeah, you say you just you're burying it with your hands. Taking taking a lot of fisk fisky if it was me. Yeah. Tell you that. To be honest, I probably wouldn't go to the toilet if I really could avoid it. <laughs> but um, you've got the waiting room, and then there's no other room except the door to the toilet. So the toilet opens up to the waiting room. And I'm in the toilet going, (laughs) (laughs) so embarrassing. Luckily, there wasn't many people in the waiting room because it was the middle of the day. I literally thought I was going to die.